0: some fox
1: Hello everybody this is what we've been waiting for. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what some of you have been waiting for. And others of you have just been finding out about it right now. Because this is episode one, and it is happening. This is a podcast. A podcast by me and you. Because I can't do this shit by myself. I need people with me. I need I need people to talk to. I mean, hopefully I can get to the point where I'm doing podcasts by myself. But it's very hard to talk to a microphone for... I mean, longer than 10 minutes, that's when I start to lose my stride. But, you know, you got to record these intros, and that's just how it is. So, my name is Ryan Kahn. Welcome to Jumping Trains. It's called Jumping Trains because I can never stay on one train of thought for too long. You might say I have ADHD or ADD. I don't know what the difference is. But, anyways, this podcast is a way for me to share... My experiences, my conversations, the things that, the, the conversations, those little interactions you have with people that change who you are as a human being ever so slightly, and and me personally, I want to take those changes and share them with the rest of the world so that you can continue to change as I change, and we can all grow as a beautiful human race. Anyway, I'll be interviewing throughout the uh, throughout the course of this podcast, not this podcast, this individual podcast, but the podcast as a whole, the entirety of it, throughout this podcast experience, I'll be interviewing different people. Not really interviewing. I don't like the idea of interviews. I like to have conversations. I like to just talk, and I don't want to have to stay on one subject too long, which, hence the name Jumping Trains. It's a pretty fitting name. I think so. Anyway... I like to talk to artists, I like to talk to musicians, I like to talk to people who are doing something with their lives, as opposed to getting shit-faced drunk every night, like my downstairs neighbor. Hopefully he never listens to this podcast, but considering how drunk he is all the time, I don't think he ever will, and if he does, he probably wouldn't remember it. So I think I'm straight on that front. Today's podcast is with Cody Jarvis. He is... A musician and a very talented aspiring voice actor, act, acting person. What's the correct verba- verbiage there? Because you're not supposed to say actor or actress because it's sexist. So he's an aspiring voice actor, <laughs> and he's actually really good at it. But um, he hasn't he hasn't put enough. Uh, enough time and effort into it to really make it something. But you know, these things take time. And uh, Cody specifically is a very interesting person. He's always taking on new projects, which I love. Uh, Right now, we don't talk about it in this podcast because it hadn't happened yet when we recorded this podcast, but we are currently doing a Dungeons & Dragons campaign where we uh, explore modern-day myths. Last session was about the Mothman of West Virginia. Fun, fun, fun. I'm actually a, a Virginia native, so I was very familiar with the with the legend already, which gave me a bit of an edge. But I digress. Anyway, the uh, the beginning of the podcast is a uh, bit distorted. Look, guys. I'm new at this. I'm still getting used to it. I'm doing my best, and every podcast I do gets a little bit better. Every podcast I do has a bit of a higher quality because I'm still learning how to use all my equipment to its fullest potential. Now, when I say every podcast I do is a little better than the one I did before it, it's not a slight on my guests. My guests are always great. It's a slight on myself because I need to learn how to... Communicate with people, have a conversation with somebody while also keeping the audience in mind, making sure that the audience understands what's going on with our conversation. If I'm having a conversation with two or more people, I need to adju- address them by name. I can't just say, "Well, this is what you've been doing because you don't know who you is." So yeah, there are a lot of little things that you learn along the way, and I'm still learning every day. So the first few podcasts you hear from this channel from this podcast. Well, there, The audio quality will be varied. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Uh, unfortunately, I left my air conditioner on for the first 15 minutes of this podcast. So, be prepared for some background distortion. It does end, it does end, the quality gets much better after you get past the little air conditioning unit. Um, and the rest of it is pretty damn good. I uh, I had a lot of fun, we talked about music, we talked about voice acting, we had a big rant about Marvel, Marvel Comics and Marvel Movies, I believe, and then we even had a guest star, uh, Hannah May, appeared for a few minutes. We'll have another podcast with her individually at another date and time. When that happens, it'll happen and I'll let you guys know. Anyway, thank you guys for joining in and enjoy the podcast. Here you go.
2: Let it go. The basic idea was that uh, uh, a year after I broke up with Amber, that's when I was moved in with my best friend. And uh, one night, he bars my car to go visit a buddy. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think anything of it. Borrow the car. i like, that's awesome. You get to spend some time with your friend. He comes back later that night. Like, dude, I have to tell you something I was The plans with my buddy fell through And I was going to go visit this girl And I realized I had to get some off the chest That uh, a week after uh, I had Or I had been broken up with He had started messing around With her Oh no! And he told you that after, After you borrowed the car Exactly So, like I did the only thing that I knew was right I, he said, you know... Punched him in the face! No, he, said, <laughs> he legitimately said, like, you can... I would let you punch me in the face for what I did. Oh, he, he said that? Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, I have two options right now. I can deck this son of a bitch in the face right now and get totally get away with it. Or I can do the thing that's probably going to hurt more in the long run i was just forget it. Uh, I don't think that would
1: have hurt more in the long... I think punching him in the face would have hurt more in the long run.
2: Maybe, but... It was knowing that you did that to someone that could forgive you, even past all that. So, for the next, like, month, I'm just, like, in my car, like, angry. And there was this, uh, the old Indian proverb, whether or not it's an actual Indian proverb, or if it's just something the internet made <laughs> up and said it was an Indian proverb, about the uh, the two wolves that live inside you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, where, uh, you know, young man asks the, the old man, uh, what do you have to do with these feelings in his heart? And he says, well, inside of you there's two wolves. There's a dark wolf that has anger and hate and malice and a light wolf, which is love and happiness and kindness. And he says, well, they're, they're always fighting inside of you. And he says, well, which one wins? It's, well, the one you feed. Ah. So I was sitting in my car, and I'm just like, well, come on, buddy! That dark wolf's
0: me! <laughs>
1: So, I mean, did you, how long did it take you? Like, how long did you have to stare at him in the face before you he, before he decided which wolf to feed? Oh.
2: <laughs> it was, uh...
1: Because oh. if, uh, if it were me, I would have just made it last even longer just to keep him in a little more tension, too. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was... I never fed the wolf when I was at home. It was always, like, the drive time. The time that I was only alone, by myself, not listening to music. And I was just like, oh, I want to be pissed off right now.
1: Yeah, yeah Wow So, so So the song Dark Wolf Isn't about him He's not the Dark Wolf The Dark Wolf Is somebody
0: inside you
2: Yeah, the Dark Wolf Was me choosing To be angry Because I'm not An angry person I don't get pissed off Very easily So it's like It, it took an intentional Like But you didn't Punch him in the face Did you? No, I didn't I chose but not to be angry In that moment
1: In the moment But
2: you held on to it Oh yeah For a while Yeah yeah you still talk to him? Oh, absolutely You're still friends? Yeah Great I got past it I just had to stop feeding it. Of course mm-hmm. Of course well, I figured the best way to get it out Was, you know, doing music
1: Yeah, that's true for anything I don't think there's just two wolves I think there's like a million wolves I think there's a, a wolf For each attribute of our personality uh-huh. um, Do you want to try Plugging the guitar in And uh, seeing if it runs through the
0: uh... Sure, let's to
1: I have a monitor here through my headphones, so I'm going to see. Yeah, it's it's coming through great. Awesome. I want to. Could you? Would you mind uh, singing something as well? Sure. Any any random thing, just so I can hear how the voice sounds with the guitar. I
2: thought love was only true in fairy tales. Meant for someone else, but not for me. No one's out to get me, that's the way it seems. Disappointment haunted all my dreams And then I saw her face I'm a believer Not a trace Down in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried
1: That sounds great All right, um, we are we we've been recording actually for the past five minutes.
2: Yeah, so okay, right, cool. Uh, going off in the background.
1: cool. All right, man. Um, Cody, I just realized I've only ever seen your I've only ever seen your last name in text. Mm-hmm. It's Jarvis, right? Yep. All right, Cody Jarvis. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, how long have you been playing guitar? I've been playing guitar since I was thirteen. Yeah, I had no musical interest before then. And then uh, I was at a church lock-in with a bunch of other teenagers, which is a horrible idea. Like you have. Is it is it
1: co-ed or is it just a bunch co- of guys? Co-ed. Okay. It's <laughs> so a little
2: bit more bearable. But uh, so I didn't know any of my friends played until uh, we they got up on stage and three kids that I knew played "Message in a Bottle," like drums, bass, guitar. Everything with the lyrics. A bunch of 13-year-olds. A bunch of 13-year-olds. And they nailed it. It sounded like listening to uh, uh, Guitar Hero. Wow. I was just like, damn! (laughs) Teenagers can do stuff! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I immediately went home and dug out an old nylon string guitar, which sounded awful, and started learning to play. And I had nobody to teach me. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I just Googled learning guitar and started picking up tabs. Tabs and chords and stuff. And they said, yeah. I think that's how everybody starts to fit on the teacher. Except with a nylon string, you can't strum, like, with a steel string, because it, it doesn't sound right. It's meant to be, like, plucked. Yeah. So the first year of my guitar playing uh, business was just picking. Yeah. Because it sounded like garbage when I tried to play the good stuff. Did
1: you try to switch out the strings, or were you just playing with the old strings that were probably on there for, the past 10 years? Oh, past 15, at least. <laughs> I found that thing,
2: like, under a bed with, like, an inch of dust on it. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um,
1: so you started when you were 13, and it was a bunch of other 13 year olds that inspired you mm-hmm. but at that point I mean you can get into anything once you realize that oh I can I can start to develop a skill yeah. what, what, what made you pick guitar rather
2: than drums or because we had a guitar oh. I I still do not have much in the way of talent for drums but once I picked up guitar I started picking up just anything that I could so yeah. if someone had a ukulele I needed to play it if someone had a mandolin or a banjo like I wanted to be able to know that I like, anything with strings. Anything. anything
1: with strings. Have you ever tried messing around on a keyboard?
2: I have. It sounds awful.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a different concept. Really but you easy. know what? I think I think that once you've learned guitar, piano is probably a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, with guitar you're dealing with such little strings, and it's such it takes a lot of finesse. Mm-hmm. Um, but keyboards, you you got these huge keys, mm-hmm. and I mean, just so long as you hit the key at the right time. Right, yeah. I feel. I feel like. I feel like it'd be much easier to learn piano after guitar than it would be to learn guitar after piano. But I only know a little bit of guitar, so I don't. I'm not the one to talk.
2: Well, I think the biggest difference is uh, once you know one stringed instrument, like if it has a neck, it has a hole in the body, and it has strings on it, you can transfer those skills pretty easily once yeah. you learn the basic differences. Yeah. But when you sit in front of a keyboard, you have to keep your back straight, yourself poised. And, like, look, completely relearn what a chord looks and feels like. Uh-huh. It takes maybe within a week of just doing nothing but playing piano and start to sound good. Man, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I get mad and just pick up whatever instrument I know I'm decent at and, like, I'm st- I still have something. Yeah.
1: Uh, I remember last time we talked about guitar, you said that you were taking a lot of pride in your speed, mm-hmm. um, but you thought that that was taking a toll on your on the quality of your playing. Yeah. Have you been working on that?
2: A little bit. I've been trying to go more into chords that really say what the song is trying to go for, instead of just like trying to rush people with like, oh yeah, I can do this many chords this fast and you know pick eight notes a second while I do it. Yeah, because like it's impressive for a party trick, but it's not what music is really supposed to be about.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, now I've been kind of noticing that after after hearing you say that, it's kind of it stuck with me, mm-hmm. and now whenever I play. Like I, I think, I think I'm, a, I'm a really emotional player, mm. so like, when I really get into a song, like, I don't even necessarily care if my strumming's on beat, I don't care if I'm singing to the tune, I'm just like totally into it. Mm. But now I'm trying really hard to like, go into like a meditative state, mm. and actually when I'm playing a chord, I'm trying to really hear every string that's vibrating, and trying to make sure that my voice is um, resonating with it well. And I'm always coming up short
2: <laughs> It's super discouraging But I keep on working on it I feel like the, there's this big disconnect between like, When you're playing by yourself It's that emotional like, cathartic experience Of just getting something out uh-huh. But then when you go to play it for other people You write it into a song You're trying to capture that feeling you had And perform it in a way that other people feel it And sometimes you don't <laughs> get to feel it When you've, you've done it a thousand times To the point where you know the notes Yeah like it's it's a performance. It's a big difference between a performer and, and an artist. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah. Like I don't I don't consider I don't consider most of the music on radio art. No, I, I feel like that. I feel like it's music,
2: but it's not art. Yeah. It's a game. It's a game. It's how yeah. much money can I make off of this person with this beat? What demographic can I get the most views out of? You know, like it really has become. Uh-huh. And you listen to some people And they're so talented And they have such Like um Gosh What was his name Barnes Courtney You ever listen to any of his music? Barnes Courtney No He has a song called Fire And he's He has this really like Deep rich voice And like a lot of emotion When he sings And I was pissed When I heard it Really? And I had never heard of him before Huh I, And But I know the name of like Five mumble rappers Whose music I've never even heard Simply because Yeah Lil anyway. Uzi Yeah uh, little Uzi Vert, <laughs> little <pull.
1: laughs> little 69. Uzi.
2: 69, yeah.
1: What's what's that guy's name? Uh, Barnes Courtney. The song was Fire. Barnes Courtney Fire. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up here. If uh, if my internet wants to work, mm. maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Oh well. So so you started when you were 13. How old are you now? Um, 24. 24. So you've been playing for 11 years. And were you?
0: Have,
1: uh, <laughs> were were you, have you? You said you that you never you didn't have a teacher when you started. Mm. Have you ever had a tutor, or have you been, are you completely self taught? Completely self taught. Did you have any any mentors? Any any like other musicians that you could look, look up to and ask questions?
2: I had people that I would play with, but never anybody that taught me something I hadn't learned. More so, they they showed me what I was doing wrong or. Uh, gave critiques that I could, you know, take stuff out of, but... Like,
1: hand positions, or...?
2: Hand positions, timing, uh, trying to put too much voice into something when you, it requires a softer tone. Yeah. Like, understanding where you're going wrong to help you find the right path, but... Yeah, too. Yeah, the, uh... I've never had anyone, like, sit me down and work through what music theory is supposed to look like, or how things are supposed to, you know, coerce together. It's all just been that you're get out one
1: more. yeah yeah I think that's the, I think when it comes to becoming an artist I think that's the best way to do it whereas like I had a when I was in music theory I had this teacher who was so disorganized and so chaotic that listening to her was absolute hell she would have like 60 slides in one PowerPoint and she would tell us oh half of these aren't important don't write them down and she'd skip through most of them and talk on one, and then she'd tell you, oh, don't write on this one, it's not important. And then she'll skip to the next slide, and she'll be like, okay, write this one down because this is important. But then she won't talk about it, and then she'll skip over it five seconds later. And uh, then sh- then all of a sudden she'd be like, all right, now I'm going to show you what an archipelago is because I'm sure you guys don't know that. And then she'd go over to the piano and do something. And, and you could, she, 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 she'd do something on the piano or she'd pull out her French horn, and every day she was coming out, out with a new instrument, and it seemed, like, it seemed like she had no care in teaching, but she took a lot of pride in playing those instruments. So one day I asked her, I was like, I mean, she knows all about music history because that's literally what she was teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked her one day, um, have you ever written something, have you ever written your own piece? Because I mean, you obviously love to play. Can we hear one of your, one of your own uh, pieces of music? And she goes, oh, I'm, no, I never wrote anything. I, never, uh, I wrote something in college, but it wasn't good. And I was just like, so You're, I don't even know what to call you then Because you're not an artist You're a performer You've
2: acquired the skills to play other people's music Yeah (laughs) And that's just it Like you can be a great performer And a lousy artist Oh, that's so sad though Because she ended up in a community
1: college classroom to perform
2: (laughs) Sometimes you get the best of both worlds Sometimes you don't
1: Yeah (laughs) Uh, That's such a shame, man to have so much skill and so many different instruments and to not use it to create something unique to you mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I don't know man I've, I've worked on several songs and I haven't I've never completed anything
2: I, I think getting started is probably the best part of playing uh-huh. it's like that you get this draw of inspiration you, you like you hear this thing in your head and you just you tri- rush to get it out and if you get out the first minute like you can use that You can use that To it's structure like the rest of it It's just, gr- you yeah. just Oh my god <laughs> I got it But once you You have it It's terrifying to finish
1: Yeah Cause Cause, cause you know that, that That one bit sounds good mm. But then What if you fuck up The rest of it mm. What if you just Completely re- what, if, what, if, what if Yeah
2: it's, I imagine it's like a, a parent Holding their newborn child And going like Oh god what if I screw this up?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, hiding him in the basement so he never sees daylight so he doesn't get skin cancer. Or, like, stick
2: him in a cryo-freeze chamber so he just stays beautiful forever, unfinished.
1: Yeah. Someday you gotta let that song go off to college, man. Exactly. Become a man. Uh, What was that song called again?
2: Uh, Fire by Barnes Courtney.
1: Fire by Barnes Courtney. Interesting. I have no idea how this is gonna sound over the mics, so I guess I'll find out when I listen to it later.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, do we need to turn the uh, AC thing
1: off? Oh yeah, we probably should. Sorry, people. Oh, I've heard this song. He's young. He is. Yeah, hearing the song like on the radio or Pandora wherever I have heard it, I I imagine someone like in their forties. Think of like uh,
3: Rag and Bones man kind of guy.
1: good man. Mm-hmm. When did this song come out? 2016.
2: Uh, 2016, yeah. So the what I loved about this was if you listen to all of the popular music on like the the pop music, the stuff that gets people hooked in, it's always guys singing really high. Like they're, they that have a certain vocal range. You never hear any like the deep just soul music. Yeah. Like, um...
1: I feel it, like, feel it, feel it still, mm-hmm. Portugal Man. Exactly. I didn't, I, I thought that was a chick. Yeah, so did I. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I saw the music video, I was like, wait a minute, what's mm-hmm. going on here? I've
2: been lied to! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, lied to so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, um, the him and... Oh, gosh, there was another guy, uh, who's had, like, a, a deeper vocal range, whose name completely escapes me right now, but, like, that was... I always had a really hard time with the high-pitched stuff, like, my, my voice is... Naturally, a little bit deeper than I let on. I try to speak a little bit higher just in general. Uh-huh. But, uh, like, I always felt discouraged trying to sing things in a lower key because it's just not as common. It's not as well accepted and I like it so much more. The high key. No, oh, I like... The low key. I like the low key for performing. I like the high key for listening to. So you low key like the low key. I low key. Low key.
1: <laughs> cool, man. Mm. Um... That's still running. I, I want to check it and make sure. Um, the first podcast I did with the the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing, mm-hmm. uh, I lost half the footage. Oh, it was like no. it was like an eight hour long session, <sighs> and four hours through, all all my mics cut out. There was some problem with the computer, and everything stopped recording. And I was so frustrated it almost completely discouraged me from uh, doing Chapter 2 and trying to continue, mm-hmm. which ended up not being a thing anyway. I finished it, and I got everyone back together, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't finish the podcast for other reasons. Mm-hmm. But as you can see, I've got two mics hooked up to two different computers, mm-hmm. so I think we're going to be good this time. Awesome. <laughs> At least I hope to God. Is there some buzzing going on? A little bit, but it'll be fine. Um, so, you have written... You uh, You told me you wrote uh, Dark Wolf, mm-hmm. and then there was the other one you can't find.
2: Yeah, the uh, it was called Run. Run. And that was me trying to go with the, the higher pitched and, like, a softer voice. Uh-huh. And that was probably my first attempt at trying something a little bit slower and more controlled. hmm So, I... Do. putting on capo 7 was something I never do and I still really don't but I was like messing around with a bunch of other songs and changing the capos because I didn't feel like my voice fit and uh, 7 was like kind of the key to use the chords that I wanted and still feel like I wasn't butchering it yeah and uh, got to get that nice claw hammer feel to make things feel a little bit more talented than it actually is a claw hammer's difficult man not for me that's really? you just Picked it up Because I, I tried for like a week I just did nothing but that Every single day And I just I couldn't get it down I think it's more like the um, Because I spent so much time Picking the guitar I feel way more comfortable Picking than I do strumming uh-huh. And so if I get to pick Into my strumming Like I keep better time I'm, I feel more comfortable That's cool So I just That that did kind of come naturally The uh, keeping time While only strumming Or like That still irks me I have to like be, Tap my foot Or keep a metronome In my head To keep things even Okay, yeah, yeah, interesting. Do you want to play a little bit of it? If you can, I
1: mean you, I mean, you don't have to go through the whole thing. Yeah, the, um, let's see.
2: So. I was just a young man, just a boy, although it's all one. My heart aches. <laughs> yeah the the worst part is there is literally a notebook somewhere in my house that has this entire two pages of lyrics that I have spent an hour writing, and I cannot find it
1: yeah man it's all good it's mm-hmm. all
2: good we got we got the gist of it yeah.
1: that that clawhammer is beautiful I'm so envious of every, <laughs> everyone I see play um when you do write what is what is the process uh what is the process for picking your chord progressions um And then for writing lyrics, do you write lyrics
2: first or after? Um, Yeah, I I write lyrics first. I feel like um, playing around with the instrument, I'm comfortable enough that I can sort of work backwards towards the music. But if I have a song, if I have a a musical number that I like, it pisses me off to try to change it to fit the lyrics that that I'm coming up with. So if I have a verse or if I have like a humming in my head, then I just stick with that and then... Like let the music come afterwards, really, and then like, they kind of like co-evolve. Really, so 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 you start off with lyrics.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever do you ever run into? See, I I run into issues with like I'll never be able to fit the rhythm of uh, the lyrics into whatever I uh, chord progression I come up with. Mm. Um, but I found that if I just loop a random chord progression Mm -hmm. um and then do a solo on top of that and then listen to that solo i can every every note in that solo is a word in my head Mm -hmm. and then i can come up with lyrics doing that and they might not necessarily mean anything Mm -hmm. they might be total gibberish but they sound
2: good (laughs) see i think that's the the biggest difference is i was uh, so i'm a big fan of science like I'm probably the only person that enjoyed Bio 2, and I ended up teaching half my classmates through chemistry. Mm -hmm. So, And it all stems from the fact that I love words, and I love grammar. Yeah, And if I don't have a perfectly structured sentence by the time that I'm communicating something to someone, I usually don't even say it. So if I'm playing music, and something I say doesn't come out right, I'm immediately discouraged on the the vocal end of it. So the meaning of the lyrics has a Big meaning to you. Yeah, like it, I need to have the meaning of the lyrics and then I need to be able to portray it correctly and then just use the music to complement it. You ever just tried singing scat style? God, no. no. <laughs> <It's bad. laughs> Closest that's ever come was uh, I have some friends and one of their <laughs> pastimes is staying up till one in the morning, drink until you're comfortably loose, and then they'll throw in a random beat and rap battle at each other, uh-huh. which hearing a couple of white guys who try to rap battle each other is fantastic. And yeah. Totally <laughs> bring your <her> own popcorn.
1: <laughs> I've been around the blog, Yeah, I've heard. Okay. I've heard I, I'll get into it with the right people. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah. I'll get I'll get into it with the right people, but it, when, as soon as they put the beat on, mm-hmm. I, get, I can't rap to a beat whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like off the cuff freestyling, sometimes I, I can get some poetic stuff out, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can never get the rhythm to a beat. Mm hmm. I think that's probably my problem with writing lyrics and writing songs afterwards, too. Um, I need to figure out that rhythm thing. Mm. Uh,
2: So is it just those two songs that you've written? Uh, I've done a lot more with music only and just never gotten around to the lyrics. Yeah. So one of the ones that I'm pretty proud of is, is a little bit... I was just playing around with certain chords and trying to see what differences I could do with the picking, and I ended up coming up with this right here. more on the picking style of it so throwing away the pick which is a lot more my style but it's also harder to play with other people yeah yeah it's the music style that does not play other well with the other children. I
1: understand. I've only been able to find a select few people that I could really jam well with, mm-hmm. and they're always like they're, they've got to be around my level. If they're too far above or too far below, it just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking earlier about um, when you first get that idea in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know where the word um, genius comes from?
2: No, I can't say I do.
1: So the word genius literally comes from the word uh, genie, like the etymology of it. Yeah. uh, Like some sort of entity or spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, So the idea was there is no... There is no... um, There is nothing that you can potentially come up with. All the knowledge that you have is given to you by some outside source. Mm -hmm. So when people said, I had a stroke of genius, it was literally a stroke, a stroke. It was, they were possessed by a spirit and the spirit gave them this little seed of knowledge and they watered it to grow into the, whatever song they wrote or piece of art they made. Um, cause it, like you said, it is, it's almost like a drug. It's almost like an orgasm when you, when you, when you get that in your head and you're like, Oh, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get it. I gotta get this down right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing. Um, but what I really struggle with is, um, The concept of originality.
2: Mm. Have you ever thought about that? I have. Well, there's only so many notes and so many, and there's so many billions of people that have existed. So many millions or billions, depending on how far back you want to go, what your beliefs are there, that have been playing music. How can you think that what you've done has never been done before? Of course. Except for like maybe Eddie Van Halen. I'm pretty sure that they weren't, you know, shredding on the loot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You never know, man. (laughs) You never know. Um, heavy metal, heavy metal, uh, medieval style. I don't know. I could see some uh, some very angry Vikings just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I I
1: just found this one. Um, I just found this one uh, group of. I think they're uh, German. They're like a professional uh, drum circle or a professional drum group. Mm -hmm. So they get on stage and they're all dressed up in this crazy medieval garb. They're all wearing wolf skins and they've got like antlers popping out of their heads. I've seen them on YouTube before. Yeah, 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 they get real guttural. Like some of them start doing the the Mongolian throat singing and Mm -hmm. they're all chanting the same thing and then one guy will come out in the lead. They have this one girl who sings super high pitched
2: and it's just drums and vocals. Mm -hmm. I wish I could remember what they were called. But... I know I've seen that before. That was actually... um... A guy that I worked with, he was a it, by he was a self-proclaimed vegan paganist, or uh, excuse me, not vegan, Viking paganist. Viking paganist. He his, he prayed to Odin and Thor. He wore a Thor's hammer, and he had uh, he had a Thor's hammer tattoo and a raven coming out of uh, Yggdrasil. The <laughs> yeah, I, I, does this guy live around here? He did. I think you actually know him. We uh, I think he went to school with you, um, Donovan Eckbert.
1: I know, yeah, yeah, I know Donovan. I'm
2: pretty sure I've, we've talked about him before, and I know, like, you did not like him when you were in high school.
1: No, I loved him when I was in high school. Mm. We got into an argument over Facebook, um, because he, he comes from a big military family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, I got, I, I, I posted some, something about, uh, military brainwashing, and his brother chimed in, and, mm. and, uh, and, uh, it was pretty comical, mm. um, but it didn't end well. Um... But no, I I always loved Donovan. I I even told them like on on the uh, on the on the comment page, mm-hmm. like, look guys, if we could get off Facebook and just all go to the bar and have a few drinks, I would love to talk about this with you guys. But I I don't know, I can't do this online anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so
2: glad I don't have a Facebook anymore, man. Yeah, it's pretty liberating. I would stay off mine as much as possible. The only reason I keep it is to be able to contact people. I don't want to give my number to. See, I said I said that
1: too. But now that it's gone. I just don't get contacted by people that I don't need to get contacted from, there you go. and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, like my girlfriend, uh, she uh, she texted me today, and she was super upset because this guy that she thought was a friend of hers um, started like starting a conversation on like super innocent terms mm-hmm. and then like led directly into, so are you moving out? I heard you and your bo- boyfriend broke up. Is this, this and this and this and that. And, mm-hmm. and it was just like very very suddenly very obvious that he was trying to get specific information out of her. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it, it really bothered her because she thought it was an actual friend. She was like, no, he's just trying to get something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I used to be familiar with that feeling. I used to be very familiar with that feeling, but some reason it's like in the far past. I don't have a Facebook. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I can't believe that I held on to it for that long. Yeah. I don't miss it at all. It was okay. strange. For the first month, for the first month, I'd get on my phone and I'd like move over the pages. And I'd be like, where's the Facebook app? Oh, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Facebook's real sneaky about it too, because they, they know mm-hmm. They said, they they said, all right, your stuff's deleted, but if you log in in the next month, we'll re-upload it. Mm-hmm. So that is exactly one month is how long it stays in your head. It's like I, an
2: arrogant like, boyfriend mentality of like, you'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep your stuff where you left it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ugh.
1: It's so, it's so bad. But yeah, after that month, yeah, after that month, man, I, I feel great. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I want to do the same thing with Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't have... I have no reason to hold on to my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the fact that I can archive my... I guess I don't use my personal Instagram account anymore. The only one I use is my music account. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like half the stuff. I don't even like most of what I uploaded there. Mm-hmm. Um, But I can literally go back to the very beginning and watch how I've progressed throughout mm-hmm. the years. And I do see benefit in that. But I hate when I upload something and I see that someone's liked it, I'm like, ooh, who liked it? Mm-hmm. And I click on that, and I'm like, oh, you liked it, and you liked it, and you liked it? Huh, interesting. And then I'll find myself like five, ten minutes later going back, I wonder who else liked it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's,
2: not, it's not a good, it's not a healthy uh, pattern of behavior. No, yeah, I, was, I definitely got that um, when I, a couple of years ago, so I used to be on the bigger side. You, I, I think you were there when I was at my biggest point. Yeah, that your family had, like just moved back down. Weight wise, you weight wise, yeah. Okay. So I was like, I wasn't big. Like I don't, don't want to make anyone believe like I was this rhinoceros of a human being. I was just heavier than I liked to be. Yeah, so I think I was there too. Yeah. So like I was at probably like two twenty at my point, and there's like no muscle behind it. Yeah, it was it was, yep. it was yep. just yep. soft. Yeah. And so, how, how old were you at that point? Oh, uh, I was like that until I was nineteen. Yeah. Whole life, I'm the only one in my family that ever got chubby. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. My brother Jesse. That takes that takes another toll on
1: you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't even blame my jeans on it. Like I go just turn around, they look great. One of these things is not like the other. Mm. Oh, that's funny. So, how did what did
2: you do? How did you get?
1: How did you? Uh, how did you
2: lose it? Uh, <laughs> when I moved, I decided I was going to do something, which is what everybody does usually around January first. And uh, when I started, it was just working out. Which is an awful idea. Were you weight lifting weights? Uh, as much as I could, I was part of this group that was. Uh, they would do martial arts, just like basic karate stuff. I didn't learn anything to actually protect you in a fight. But then afterwards, they would go and they would wait. That was my first real exercising regimen. It was every Thursday. Well, I got bigger, but I didn't get less fat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're bulking, you're not, you're not. Yeah, my body's like, I need this fat.
2: You're using this energy, totally, keep this up. We're just going to, you know, make you heavier and able to move more. But uh, when I moved back to Florida, I had no car, no job, and I was living with my dad while I was looking for those things, and I needed to not be in the house as much as possible, except I couldn't drive anywhere. All of my friends live 30 miles away, so I would just walk, and then I would run and eating two chicken fajitas a day and running seven miles a day, I dropped like 50 or 60 pounds. How quickly? Uh, I think I had lost maybe like 10 or 15 before I got to my dad's house. I was in like the 200 range within six months. I was uh, 159 pounds. Six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I went, (laughs) I had family who didn't know who I was. (laughs) <laughs> I got, literally like We went, I went over to my uh, my brother's house, and uh, my my niece. She's older than me, but she's, we like consider ourselves cousins. We're just like, oh my god, who the hell is that?
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, maybe after you have grown the beard, mm-hmm. but because uh, because you look totally different without the beard, man. Oh yeah, it's I, it's like it's like night and day. I lose years. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there a point? You said you reached, like, 59 pounds or something like that? 59? Oh, thank God, no. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, 159. Yeah, 159.
2: And uh, that's when I realized, like, how bad a shape I, I really was throughout the whole process. Yeah. Cause it was Because like,
1: you, you assume that there's something underneath Yeah, you're right? like, oh, I'm big, I'm bulky, I'm a big bone. <laughs> like, I could, I could
2: push a Volkswagen <laughs> if I needed to. But, no, it was just like, uh, I got to that bottom, and I was just like, good Lord, like, there isn't... I'm a skeleton. Yeah. And I'm just as strong as I was. Yeah. And so... Um, after, okay, so moving on, after I moved to Daytona, I started weightlifting and doing like, actual exercise, and I, I started bulking up, I finally had like a four-pack that I could be proud of, and I started up the an Instagram to document my weight loss, and it was called Improving Self-Improvement nice, it was like, oh yeah, Home Depot but for me, yeah <laughs> and, so, uh, then I started getting that, like people started liking it and I was just like, oh man, it's like I need more of this. I need to go run. I'll t- take a picture with a smoothie at five o'clock in the morning to get this stuff. And then after a while, you, it's it's the most disheartening when you start actually going on the profiles and finding out they're like bots. Oh yeah, you're like oh, that's a that's some trickery for some scam to get me to buy stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's uh there's uh, there's a big problem with that when it comes to music Instagram. Mm-hmm. They uh, like. I, I think some of them are probably bots. Some of them are real accounts. Mm. But what they do is they'll 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 make this generic message: "Hey man, great stuff! I love your uploads." Hey, check out my account, and then they'll copy and paste that to every single video they see going down the hashtag list,
2: or just follow you and then expect if everybody like, oh, they follow me, I'll follow them back, and then just no, yeah, great, you follow you know three hundred thousand people, fifty thousand of them follow you back, and then just unsubscribe to all the three hundred thousand exactly. Then, oh my gosh.
1: Look at him he's got thirty thousand followers and he only follows a hundred people mm-hmm. Jackass. Um, yeah yeah <laughs> well, it's, it, and then and then you run into the uh the danger of doing your uh improving self improvement uh, for the sole purpose of getting that burst of serotonin mm-hmm. that uh that uh that pleasure of getting on the 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 app and seeing those likes rather than actually improving yourself mm-hmm. Um, Yeah,
2: I stopped improving myself musically. I stopped reading. Like, there was just so much about me that I wasn't doing anymore because it felt like I had this goal that meant something. And, like, it didn't. I was, like, in all honesty, not eating that much better. I was just, I lived in a house that had a bench set. And you can't, I was, I had three roommates at the time, all guys. You can't be in a house with three other guys and one person is benching. And the other two not join
1: in. Yeah, they're just like, oh, yeah, that's fine. No, you're
2: like... Well, now that he's getting better, I have to do this. Oh, I
1: can lift 5 more pounds than you, dude. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, maybe if I put 10 on it. Spot me, spot me, spot me.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um I can remember, yeah, cuz I was I, I had a pretty similar story to you. Uh uh when I was 16, I I think it was it was Thanksgiving. We all went up to my grandparents' house, and we had this huge turkey dinner mashed potatoes br- rolls uh, I, I don't I, there was probably green bean casserole and a hundred other things yeah. but I didn't care about those I was just <laughs> turkey mashed potatoes and rolls oh, all yeah. all
2: night long a holy trifecta of Thanksgiving yeah
1: <laughs> I wake up uh, you can stick them all together into one little sandwich and makes exactly. it even better that's the best sandwich it is gas stations
2: are making them now don't really them. oh god yeah it's, it's like a turkey cranberry sauce stuffing and gravy uh, yeah any, heart attack uh, on a bun
1: coming out of a gas station get AIDS or something yeah you don't make good decisions <laughs> um, so the, yeah I we had we had this amazing Thanksgiving dinner and I woke up the next morning and I, I'm going to the bathroom to uh, relieve some of the pressure I gained from the night before <laughs> Um I see a scale sitting there next to the toilet and I'm like huh I haven't weighed myself for a while and I step on there and it says 225 and my heart sank <laughs> I was like oh no I let myself go. (laughs) I was like 190 last time I checked. Mm -hmm. Sort of gained 35 pounds out of nowhere. It was like, it was a smack in the face. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't, I I got real upset about it. um, But I didn't necessarily do anything at first. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I was back at home, probably like a month later. And I, I, uh, I put on Forrest Gump for the first time. I'd never seen Forrest Gump before, and I was watching it by myself. Um. So, so Forrest, yeah, everyone knows Forrest Gump. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, run, Forrest, run! Uh, he's trying to get, he's trying to get with the same girl the entire movie. He's been in love with her his entire life, and then finally, uh, she she spends this one night with him, and then the next morning she disappears and dies of, like, AIDS or something. Yeah, or, no, oh, no, wait, she gets pregnant. Yeah, she, she gets, gets pregnant. pregnant. Okay, yeah, she gets pregnant. Um, Has a little Haley Joe Osmond baby. Yeah, 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 and then she dies of AIDS. And uh, does the baby have AIDS, too? No, they didn't specify. Because I imagine if she did, then yeah, then, all, then then she, the baby would, and then also mm. Forrest
2: Gump would have it, too. Maybe. she. I mean, assuming that she contracted AIDS. Oh, yeah, I guess she would have to, but...
1: She was doing some crazy stuff before she got finally decided yeah. to calm down and get with Forrest. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so she dies, and the very last scene is uh, Forrest with his new son alone. And I was so heartbroken, like like tears streaming down my face. And I like had all these emotions bubbling up that I didn't know how to deal with. And I just started running. <laughs> and I ran down to the beach, and I... Uh, I I I didn't even know necessarily what I was doing I there the thought the the ironic thought of uh run for run wasn't even in my head mm-hmm. until like the next day mm-hmm. um but I ran from my house on 22nd Avenue I kept on running um until until so, like I had tripped and I got up and the tears had stopped at that point, mm-hmm. I was looking around and I was like, "Where the fuck am I? I might be lost, but you can't really be lost on the beach because there's literally only two directions yeah. <laughs> So you go that way, you go that way, you're going to get home eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to know where I was, so I walked up to the boardwalk and I, I, I looked around and I saw the public sign.
2: Oh, nice! That's a, that's like almost a mile at that point.
1: That's what right. I realized. First, first run. That's what I realized. I, that's I was mind blown because up until that point, like I tried to do races with my brothers and stuff, and I literally get like twenty feet and then I'm winded, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "You win." Mm-hmm. So I, I look at Publix, and I'm like, "I just I just ran." a good goddamn distance. Mm -hmm. I just ran. I'm like, I'm actually proud of myself right now. Mm -hmm. I can do this. This is actually a thing that I can do. So I started doing it every single night and I was running at night because I was too self-conscious to run during the day. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I would Um, run at like
2: one o'clock in the morning just to make sure no one was there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. And then eventually you're like, okay, I've done this enough times. I can probably take my shirt off now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually you start doing it the day and then the sunlight feels so good. Um, but in the
2: opposite, I'm a vampire. Really? I will burn in twenty minutes if I'm not wearing my shirt.
1: Oh that's how I started, dude. I hated the sun, but after being out there long enough, like exposure therapy, I now I love it. And mm-hmm. If I don't get enough of it, like throughout my week, I, I can start to get I start to get antsy or depressed. Like it actually affects my mood now if mm-hmm. I don't if I'm not getting enough sun. But the the moment that made me realize that I was actually making significant progress in my weight loss it was back when I, like back when I was fat mm-hmm. I lived I lived in a house with like seven seven different people mm-hmm. right so uh, all the time I go into the bathroom go to sit down on the toilet take a crap and then realize halfway into my squat position that the seat was up but halfway into my squat position at 225 pounds, mm. there's no coming back. <laughs> Oops. Because I Yeah, you're going right into the toilet. And it was always horrible. Um, until that one day, I, I'm, I'm after running, I go into the bathroom. And I'm, I'm sitting down and take a shit. And I go to take my squat. And halfway through my squat, I see the toilet seat is up. And I'm like, oh, no. And instead of falling into the toilet, I caught myself and stood back up. And I was like, wait a minute. I've never done this
0: before!
2: I'm like Superman! <laughs> That's the thing though, like, you, people don't realize that when they haven't been fat. Like, there's so much you can't do. Oh my god. I used to have dreams, like, hopeful dreams and actual physical dreams of me in a bed where I would run from my house to the end of the block and not be winded. That was a dream. That was, like, to me, having superpowers. Wow. Like, I'm not talking, like, jog, like, full sprinting. And the first day that I was able to, like, completely run, like, bolt a mile mm-hmm. and get under seven minutes, it was the, like, the greatest joyous expression that I've ever felt in my body. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, man. And then, like, and, and doing that is kind of what taught me that you can get good at anything. Mm-hmm. Like like I used to think that people were born with innate skills. People were born good at guitar. Mm-hmm. People were uh born good at programming, whatever whatever the hell it is. But but at some point throughout your life you start to develop a skill in one thing and then you realize that, oh, it just takes work and you can do whatever you actually want. Mm-hmm. And and I think I mean, that's why, that's why like your mothers tell you, uh, if you have good parents, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, you can, you can be whatever you want when you grow up because mm-hmm. you really can, if you are determined and that's what you actually want, you work hard enough, you can do it, but it's not just going to fall into your lap.
2: Yeah. And like people can teach you how they did it, but they no one ever tells you that you need to do it your way. Yeah. And you need to get good at it enough that your way is right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of comes back to uh, what I was saying about about it being a great thing that you've learned guitar entirely by yourself Mm -hmm. because I feel like if if you were taught specifically by a teacher your entire life, then you're basically just a mirror image of his artistic expression Mm -hmm. and you're not really exploring it as much with your own thoughts and your own imagination as you could be. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I could be entirely wrong on that front. Because uh, J- J- Jackson Pollock, mm. the uh, the splatter painter, mm-hmm. apparently he was trained by a prestigious painter mm. um, to how to paint classically. And then at some, at some point, he was just like, yeah, I'm done painting like that. Mm. I'm just going to drip some paint here, drip some paint here. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably did
2: a lot of mushrooms.
1: Uh, I think he just drank a lot. <laughs> I think he just drank a lot. I don't think he did any mushrooms. I think if he did mushrooms, he would have been a happier person. Maybe, but I'm pretty sure he died. I'm pretty sure he died in a car crash, wasted. <laughs> um, yeah, how's your uh, how's your voice acting thing going?
2: I've been messing around with it. I uh, I've been setting up my or getting my own setup done, and uh, taking the, the two hours that I have between when I get home from work and when I have to go to sleep to get up for work again to uh, like mess around with the software. And I've mostly been practicing. Crazy as it sounds, on the drive over to work. Yeah. So pick an accent or pick a character and just, like, start talking. And so there's accents that you can work on and the ones that everybody wants to hear. And You try to do things that make people think, like, oh, yeah, of course he (laughs) talks like that. He's an Irish person. He's got a red beard. Can't you tell? (laughs) But then, like, practicing voices that are practical in such a way that other people would have a hard time mimicking. So, I have one voice. If anyone said, like, what's the hardest voice that you can do? Like, you don't think anyone else can do I have one. So, if I'm able to use the bottom of my throat and speak in a higher pitch tone, it comes out with two different sounds.
1: Yeah, yeah, wow. That's like the Mongolian throat singing. Kind of,
2: yeah. But, like, doing it as you speak. So, it's kind of, uh, I believe the proper term is polyphonic.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, like, if I was able to incorporate that or use that to the point where you can do that without a filter you have some form of job security if you can find a niche for it. So (laughs) half of it has been like actually progressing myself and the other half is like, what can I do so well that someone else would see that and go, oh, shit.
1: We need that. We need that in our cartoon and there's no one else who can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, It almost reminded me a little bit of Gollum. Yep, But it was creepier than Gollum. Gollum wasn't even that creepy.
2: You ever... you, You might not know this. I have this really bad habit of if I watch something and I listen to the voice acting... I get mad when I realize how someone does the voice, and I know I can do it. Yeah. So, did you ever watch the cartoon Young Justice? I don't think so. So it's it's kind of Teen Titans esque. It's the DC universe, and it's the sidekicks, like, yeah, exclusive okay, club. okay. Well, in there, there's a villain, and he's the Black Beetle. And so there's this whole there's the this side there's scene. a
1: fifth Beetle, John <laughs> uh, John Lennon, uh, uh, Paul McCartney, uh, Ringo. Who was the other guy? How am I blanking on this?
2: Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, George Harrison? George Harrison. George yeah.
1: Harrison. yeah, now who's the Black Beetle?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, Jamal, for short. But. <laughs> so this, well, this character, he has this really deep, threatening voice. And, like, I just, you know, you watch a cartoon, you're not thinking anything of it, until one day I, I listen, and I realize he's he's speaking by breathing inwards. Oh. So when someone speaks deeply, they, it has this, like, deep bubbly tone so you would have this way of saying like meat and it like it sucked really deep and I was just like ah that just ruined it because now I imagine this 50 year old dude sitting in a booth doing this voice yeah
1: <laughs> I don't know that's weird like I can, I, I can do this really high pitched screech mm-hmm. uh, breathing inward mm-hmm. let's see uninvited right but if I try to okay. talk, okay. But if you but try I, to make it go deeper, then yeah, it's almost like a robot. But if I try to talk deeply, well, I'm breathing in; it doesn't sound that great. <laughs> That's but then strange. You can do it the other way and go
2: deeper like that.
1: That's so weird. <laughs> that, that, that that was me trying to go deep. Mm-hmm. That was probably as deep as I can go breathing inward. Word. That's, uh, but I can if I do. <sighs> I can go way higher than that too it's like an
2: angry bat it, I,
1: I think it's a pterodactyl noise
2: too. there you go I can yeah. imagine pterodactyls doing that as they swoop in oh yeah
1: oh yeah yeah um I think I would have been a pretty good uh dinosaur tamer if you I was yeah. born
2: <laughs> could have mid- been a dinosaur more millennia, millennia ago, ago. played tera- pterodactyls number one through five <laughs>
1: Oh man. Um, so what? What you said? You're working with some software. What software are you using? So
2: I got. I'm bouncing back and forth between all kinds of stuff because I have Audacity, which is free and yeah. easy to figure out. Yeah. But that's I got what I use. Uh, the software the hardware that I got is a PreSonus, which comes with the software. And then I, I have a Mac, which took like two years of saving up to buy, which comes with GarageBand. Okay. So I've been messing around with all three of them, trying to sort of figure it out. So for the actual voice acting stuff on my side, to get comfortable with it, I've been using GarageBand. Okay. And, you know, for playing music and stuff, it's a little bit easier to go between, uh, your vocals and your music or your instruments. So that's what I've been doing for the most part, but, uh, I've been trying to get a hand on it. But when you only have like an hour and a half of time to try to learn a software when you live with other people (laughs) is not the easiest thing in the world. No. Yeah,
1: definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, my brother, my brother was producing some, some, uh, like, half dubstep half trap songs Mm -hmm. and he was doing it off of Fruity Loops
2: oh yeah Um, yeah that's um, what um, Epic Rap Battles of History was using
1: really yeah yeah I mean honestly dude I, I think it's I think it's actually a competitive software like I think you can make Amber Alert uh oh um I think Fruity Loops Wait an hour. Yeah, don't restart now.
2: <laughs> Please no.
1: Um, Fruity Loops is definitely competitive. I think. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty bare bones. Mm-hmm. But if you do learn how to manipulate it, you can produce a track that sounds professionally qual- professional quality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but what he did is he used um, Audacity to record with. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, ported it into Fruity Loops and then would edit it into Fruity Loops with Fruity Loops, uh, editing software. Nice. Okay. So he would do, he would do the EQ and the reverb and everything else, all the other filters he would add on through Fruity Loops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've messed with it. Like, uh, it, it does have some good, it does have some good, um, features. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, man. So, so you haven't, you haven't sent in any audition tapes yet? No,
2: I have been, up until this point, uh, I had an audition tape that I did when I was in Colorado visiting with my family, and I was waiting for that to get back to me, and immediately after we recorded it, my, uh, my sister's husband, who's, uh, he has his own studio, uh, studio town, and so he was editing it for me, and immediately got sent off on a project for, like, months. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, he was really trying, he was, like, trying to keep up with me, and, like, hey, I'm working on it, like, this has just been, like, killing me. And so I was like, you know, man, don't worry about it. Like, I'm doing my own thing. I'm figuring stuff out. Well, oh, what exactly does he need to do? Well, from what he was doing was I didn't have all the equipment that I needed. I didn't have the setup. I didn't have a place to record. So anything that I had was kind of garbled and didn't sound that great. And what I needed was something to put on a, whatever profile of whatever website that I was using. So that people could listen to that and realize what I can actually do before or, like, when they look up my profile. It's like, yeah. if you go to someone's Instagram, and then you click on it, and there's no pictures on it, you just assume that they're ugly. Okay. <laughs> Either that or you have an anime character as, like, your, your main thing. Like, it doesn't necessarily say anything, <laughs> but you assume.
1: I never did, but now that you said that, I'm going to every time. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Um, uh, usually, I would just assume, oh, look at he's artistic. Not not autistic. Artistic. Art- artistic. 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 Um, uh so so what you needed from him was just studio space huh Yeah was the, it,
2: and to have an idea of what you know people were looking for what website should I be going to for people to actually find me so I started looking through uh, voices.com and voices123 to set up a profile to add the uh, the audition tape that I did so it, it gave like a a good rundown of what my vocal capabilities are mm. So I had no idea what I was getting into and I'm sitting in my sister's house And, like, oh, man, I finally get to do this, like, uh, sort of audition, like, this audio reel, and I'm so excited. And he's, like, okay, well, uh, you can bring the material that you brought over, and, you know, we'll go over it. And I'm just, like, felt this drop in my stomach, like, oh, I have to write this. Uh, I have an hour before we even get there. And I'm, like, scribbling on my phone, like, trying to think of, you know, one, what voices am I trying to show off? Two, how can I do that in a manner that's going to reach people? And three, like, what would you even hear it as? like what kind of media am I going for so I just made five little um, radio advertisements that I could go back and forth on I got my Irish, got my English got my creepy witch voice that uh, I'm very proud of and uh, threw in a Spanish one in there too which I never do (laughs) I feel like if someone hears me but they also see me that makes me racist That's true. Mm. That's I mean no.
1: I mean no 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 because that's that's the thing I was always told don't do accents because mm. you're gonna piss somebody off it's mm. racist but now that I'm trying to learn French like I need to speak French with a French accent mm. and half of French words are just English words with French accents mm. mm-hmm. so like literally. Just speaking in a French accent is kind of uh, beneficial to... uh, I'm not great at it. Because you're
2: halfway there by the time that you actually learn the language. Exactly. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, (laughs) My girlfriend is going to be the first one to listen to this, and she's going to get a kick out of that. (laughs) Um, Hi, Marine. Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, so, so So did you ever get... So you actually did
2: meet up with him you went to that studio mm-hmm. uh, did you get that thing recorded I got it recorded uh, I finally actually uh, just fairly recently got all of the tapes back they sound good they I'm pretty proud of them yeah like there's always when you, you know, when you listen to your own voice or you go over mm-hmm. something afterwards you're like oh but I could have done uh, but like to realize that I have an actual representation of my skill set to some extent for someone who's never heard me do voice acting before to be able to listen to was just it's great yeah. so I might not be proud of it in the fact that it's like oh my audition tape throws yours under the bridge or you know I'm the best <laughs> in the world I, I don't believe that but I think there's enough people out there that have talent that aren't doing anything with it definitely that as long as I'm throwing it out there there's always a shot and definitely. that's what I would love to do
1: yeah um, now the, the, the websites that you mentioned mm. sound like sound like job application websites Come where with. where you're, you're hoping that somebody you're hoping that somebody who's creating something will go to this website to try to find uh, an actor. Whereas I feel like, I mean, do you, do you want to do commercials? I want to like, do anything that will get my foot in the door. <laughs> that, that's true. But like what 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 is your highest aspiration when it comes to voice acting? Do you want to get on a show like Adventure Time? Absolutely.
2: Uh, yeah, Nickelodeon, Disney, uh, Pixar, like anything that has to do with animation. I mean, look at the guy who voiced... Jarvis huh. from uh, Iron Man like he never had to show up to a set he never had to do any of the actual acting he sent in his voice recordings and is now the the AI for the most popular Avenger really
1: he just did that with tapes he, sent, he uploaded them to a website yeah, and they didn't found them
2: either. no he well he didn't send them in like that but like he was not required to be on set for those if, if he no, goes to a recording true, yeah. studio five states away does the recordings for the script that they send him and sends those in he gets a paycheck
1: that's true wow um but did he have prior experience or was that
2: his first thing oh that was, oh, god he, uh, he was in The Night's Tale okay he's a very he's a popular actor you just might not know him from just listening to his voice gotcha he gotcha. Was, um oh gosh what was the poet the drunk or the, the drunk the gambler I don't think I ever saw the show he never no, or the movie the movie The Night's Tale nice Heath Ledger
1: yeah no I never saw it oh no
2: <laughs> <That's so sad. laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's Anyway, he's been in a decent... Uh, um, I'll
1: write it down, I'll write it down.
2: Solo, Star Wars story. Okay, okay. yeah. Okay, he was the, the big bad guy with all the scars on his face that the girl was working for.
1: Big bad guy with all the scars on his face.
2: Okay, the, the leader... Oh, oh, oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. The, 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 he was skinny?
2: Yeah, the forgettable uh, villain. Like, I know it's a horrible thing to say, and if you're listening to this eventually, I'm so sorry, but... Like, <laughs> I don't remember his name of the character. M-
1: the movie was called A Knight's Tale, right? Yeah. Night's okay. Tale.
2: You should absolutely watch it. It's fantastic. So
1: when Jarvis got his his
2: body, mm-hmm. yeah, he, when he became Vision, that's the actual actor. The, yeah. The original yeah, yeah. voice. Yeah. Okay. But, but for what four or five Marvel movies, he was not even. He didn't even need to be on set. Yeah. And he was collecting a paycheck from one of the highest grossing movie markets in the world.
1: But he wasn't getting mm-hmm. paid like. Like like Stark was no like Robert Downey no
2: no, oh absolutely not but to to have that kind of freedom and to for your voice to be the thing that is able to go into any medium like your uh, your showmanship is dependent on the artist who draws you yeah but your vocal skills you don't even need to be able to well I mean you need to be able to act you need to be able to do some sort of improvisation but like as long as you're speaking and you get that feeling across through your words and through the, your tonality, like that just sounds like the most fun to me.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, now like, uh, with shows like adventure time, they have, uh, uh, guest, guest, um, speakers on all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, but they're usually like the voice actors that they have as guests are usually, um, friends of the creators of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, I think something like that usually comes down to, uh, who, you know, mm-hmm. oh, um, Absolutely. but, but like you said, just getting your foot in the door is how you meet the people mm-hmm. that you'll eventually know mm-hmm. when they come up with a show.
2: If yeah, someone sets up an advertisement for a resort and they need someone to do a voiceover for their radio ad, but if they like your work and they know that you're versatile, they might come to you with other stuff or mm-hmm. if they're an agent working for multiple people. Like they know someone that is good, can do what they want, and can get it done quick. Yeah. Then that's how you get to know people.
1: Yeah. I feel, I feel like there's got to be a better way than just uploading it to something like voice.com.
2: So the way that it works is, at least one of them, I believe it's Voices123, they'll have ads for specific stuff that it's kind of like a Jobs or Indeed, where like there's a list of jobs and you find the ones that you want yeah. and you put in your application. Well, in this case, you send in an audition. Now, the catch, as there always is, is that you're not invited until you pay the subscription. Oh. So, oh, jeez, that's even worse. Yeah, you're paying to be able to get paid. However, so for what I've been doing is getting used to my software to the point where I know in a day I can make the recording. (laughs) Hey. Hi. Hi. Yeah, we're recording. You want to join in? Sure. I
3: was just wondering if you... um, not yet okay,
1: I did just take him out though What's that? I did just take him out though thank
0: you
3: that's how you looked at me
0: I
1: don't
2: have to pee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah guest appearances
1: yeah <laughs> Hannah I mean, Mae we'll have
2: another episode with her later mm. um, where were we voice voice one two three voices yeah so uh, so what I've been doing in the meantime is just oh, getting okay. used to the software so much that it's like playing an instrument If you're going to get called to play in front of a bunch of people and you don't know what you're doing, you want to be spending hours with your instrument away from people before you bring it to where you're going to be performing. Yeah. So that's about where I'm at right now, but I'm getting to a point where I just need to start doing and, you know, damn to be the consequences.
1: Yeah. Not, not talking, but doing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I want to say like, you should like, like, um, you could, you could literally, uh, like there are pilots that come out. Uh, what was that? Uh. There was that show that was like much like just like Adventure Time, but it was a little different. It was about the girl on the train, Infinity mm-hmm. Train. Uh, there, there was it was it was just a pilot that got released, mm-hmm. and uh, um, there are pilots that come out all the time. And then mm-hmm. if they, they get if they get popular enough, then they get produced into a show. But it takes a long time before the pilot and the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were like if you were to find some way to get on the inside of where these pilots are coming out, you could watch the pilot and then invent a character specifically for that pilot. Like Mm -hmm. use, use that as a foundation to build off of Mm -hmm. and then send in a submission to the creators of that pilot with your voice. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they probably already have a hundred other people doing that same thing.
2: There's gotta be some way to stand out from the crowd. And the harsh reality is that a lot of it's going to be through social media. Like, a lot of people, their whole life is just putting stuff out there until eventually somebody sees something.
1: Is it through social media, though, or is it through personal networking?
2: Both. Uh, for If you're around people and you have access to people that are creators and moving forward, then like, it's just staying in contact with them. But if you don't, if you're in the middle of a beach town and there's no big producers going around, it's getting someone that you know who knows a guy who knows a guy to get started on stuff yeah (laughs) so at the very least work like commercials and uh, radio whatever is just enough to keep in practice to be trying to make some kind of paycheck off of a skill that I believe I can make a living off of Mm -hmm. and eventually trying to get to do the things that I love I would love to voice a cartoon character I mean uh, Mark Hamill
1: Oh my God! In dude. the
2: years that he was not Luke Skywalker, yeah, he was the he was the Joker. He was the Joker, the Joker, the Joker that we grew up with watching Batman. He was so many other things too. Oh, he was. He, he was. was in Adventure Time. He
1: was. He was. Literally infinite. He was like every 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 notable character, every notable voice that you've heard on the cartoon was probably Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. It's it's endless. If my if my web browser was working at all, I would have already pulled up a list, but.
2: see, I wonder if my internet can help out.
1: Mark Hamill, what is it, IMDB?
2: Mark Hamill, yeah. And then, so... How's it going?
1: Hola! It's going. It's going. Hannah Mae in the building.
2: I think that's the other part of it I like, too, is, like, nobody really cares what voice actors are doing in their spare time.
1: Oh yeah, no. Like uh, TMZ is not on like uh, with a camera mm-hmm. following their ass twenty four seven. You can
2: actually have a life, and people don't see you on the street and go, <gasps> "Oh, can I get your autograph?" Unless
1: you are Mark Hamill. Unless you are Mark-, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hamill's
2: autograph between the years of nineteen seventy and two thousand, before he started getting back in, on on screen, even though he was making good money and doing a lot of good work.
1: Dude, he is so busy. Oh yeah, he has been he has been in like fifteen fifteen he's he's done like fifteen pieces of work legends of Hollowayan, Milo's murphy law the venture bros he was in um
2: flash too and i believe gosh was he in um
1: no i'm I'm saying fifteen fifteen things just in the past year mm. that's insane oh yeah like, the only other actor I can think of being... <laughs> the only other actor I can think of being that um, active is probably uh, Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He n- never sits down.
3: <sighs> he needs to sit down sometimes. He, he though. Hannah
1: sometimes. needs to sit down. I'm
3: gonna try to fucking yeah. sit down. <laughs> There's, a bed. Like, There's a bed right here. I don't want to sit in your bed. That's weird. Do we have <laughs> another chair out there? Cross-legged, no, on okay. the,
1: cross-legged on the floor. I might just do that. Ugh. So, Hannah Mae is with us now. We're going to have a, another episode with her at another date.
2: But we're going to continue this one with guest appearances.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what's your favorite cartoon?
2: Oof. Oh, man. That is really difficult. Um, Let
3: your first instinct arise.
2: Okay. So... Uh, I recently started watching a cartoon called Final Space. I don't know if you've heard about it. Do you know the YouTube uh, or the YouTuber Olin Rogers? This really interesting format where he, he sits there and he tells stories, and he has a very—it's very predictable, but it's enjoyable. You know, you just watch this guy be silly and talk about crazy things. Well, his videos started getting so many views that he was approached by Conan O'Brien to make a cartoon series, and David Tennant and the voicing one of the characters. No way! I shit you not! Wow! And so. Like, you can watch the first episode for free on YouTube, and then you have to pay for the rest. Or not, depending on, you know, what kind of uh, status you have. But but it is brilliant, and the character that he plays is exactly the person that you hear and listen to when you watch his videos. Like, everything about the way that he talks is completely the same to the character that, you know, he's talking as in his own Raleigh's videos. And so, so his, his 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 voice acting is him. Yeah. He's wow. being
3: himself. It's part yeah. of his own personality already. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But so, then...
3: Yeah. And honestly, that's why a lot of people even consider or hire certain people for the parts. Mm-hmm. Because they see the little bits in their personality. So it's not like... With a lot of characters that any sort of actor or actress has to portray. Mm-hmm. Um, Like Angelina Jolie, two-raider. Like, mm-hmm. she already had a badass bitch inside of herself to be able to play that part. And so that's why she got that part. Same with some of the voice acting is they can literally look at you and not look at you. Mm -hmm. They hear you through your personality. Mm -hmm. They hear you through the way you speak, the way you put your emphasis on certain words, yada, yada.
2: So you're memorable. Exactly. Harrison Ford, Han Solo and Indiana Jones are essentially the same person in two different timelines. Yes.
3: You don't care.
2: (laughs) You're not thinking uh, you're not thinking Han Solo when you watch Indiana Jones, like it's no. Indiana Freaking Jones! Yeah. He's the whip! Exactly. He's supposed to be a professor. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs>
3: but that's what gives it that draw too. And so that's why a lot of these voice actors, which actually I have a friend that lives out in Colorado that is one. Yeah. And he went into it right after high school. You I know mean, what
1: he does? Like commercials or c- cartoons?
3: I'm not 100% sure. I just knew he went to school for it, and he started finding small gigs. So it might have been things that weren't actually, like, turned into giant shows or movies. He's not on Netflix. He's not on YouTube. It's it's one of those... And your foot
2: in the door kinda, kind of thing. Kind of deals. There's a voice acting school.
3: No, no, no. It's just, like, an audio engineering technology oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay production right, type right, of yeah. school, and that was one of his niches. That's one of his classes that he, he did the best in, and he said it was, like, one of the most fun things he's ever done. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm, and
1: sure, and I'm sure working in that kind of schooling gets you gives you the opportunity. That's what I'm saying is that play. I'm
3: pretty sure he's been like side parts of some big yeah. movies. He's literally had like one or two lines, up mm-hmm. kind of deal. But that's how you get your foot in the door. And for any of us, even musicians, actors, voice mm-hmm. actors, like you have to literally just be around the right people to be able to absorb your personality, see what sort of like artistic flow you have, and. Boom. Mm. That's how the connections. <laughs>
2: yeah, you get noticed from being yourself or doing things a certain way. And exactly. It comes to mind actually I don't really strange movie. Have you ever seen the movie Um Being John Malkovich? Wait, 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 wait. Who's in that? Well, John Malkovich. John <laughs> Malkovich. <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's a very interesting uh, odd movie, but there's this one scene where he's just walking down the street and this one guy just drives on a on this guy's in a truck and his buddy's like John Malkovich, you suck! And throws a can and hits him in the head.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: that was improv. <laughs> the guy was just. Really? Supposed, yeah, the guy was supposed to, like, throw the can at him. It was just supposed to be, like, a, oh, you know, woe is me kind of moment. But because he went out of his way to yell, John Malkovich, you suck! And <laughs> throw it, they kept it in the movie and he boosted the amount of money that he made from, like, 200 to 500 because he's wow. now a boy. Wow. Some director was like, that is genius.
3: That's
2: fucking gold right <laughs> Right. <man. laughs> <laughs>
3: That's insane. Like mm-hmm.
1: spontaneity and just having the right No, it's no spontaneity is one of the biggest things in the world. That's why Joe Rogan is so big, It's because he doesn't edit or filter anything. He's he's one hundred percent real one hundred percent of the time. Um, there are all these TV shows now that are getting hugely popular, like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Brooklyn Nine Nine uh, or Brooklyn. Always yeah, sunny. Those those are completely because improv. I,
3: because every time I'm like, they can't be writing this shit.
1: Yeah. Every
3: time. I didn't know that was improv.
1: Yeah. yeah. So they wow. come up with a basic premise and all the characters yeah, like learn a, the premise and then they just They, they just...
3: throw their lines how they feel like to throw them. Wow. Because yeah, you're
1: not a script. You're the character.
3: That's why they're that.
1: always fresh. Mm. That's why they're always like new. They, it's you never... so
3: good every time and then, like half the time I watch that and I'm probably stony or I'm probably drunk or something like in the mix of between and it's just like <laughs> Mind blowing. Fantastic. And it's Fantastic. never out of character. It, thank you, yes.
2: And that's the best part. Like you ever watch a movie or a TV series and somebody does something, you know, like it's like you no know, having a friend yeah. and then someone saying, Oh, well, uh, such and such goody two shoes decided to go try heroin and end up killing a guy, and you're like, wait a second. No. Like <laughs> I know this person. Like, maybe it's not even someone you hang out with, but you're around them enough to be like, I'm pretty sure they don't do drugs. Yeah. So, to go straight from, like, I'm pretty sure you don't do drugs to you they did heroin and killed a guy... It's like that's, what that's, do nothing, do that's, that's many not that's not even characters.
1: the thing you do when you're on heroin. Exactly. <laughs> it's the
2: opposite of what you do on heroin. All right, we're, we're getting a little joke. But right. you see,
3: people <laughs> TV shows and a
2: character is scripted to do something that is just convenient for a plot. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to Brooklyn Nine Nine, which is them just. That's being the what I was
3: getting back to saying. Like with people that get hired for certain gigs, mm. it's simply because their personality, their already natural character, fits mm. for it. So it's not like trying to hire somebody to act completely out of their character
1: Mm -hmm. and And it makes it
3: feel like that the good movies the ones like the biggest awards and the biggest praising and the most whatever you call it the the show box theater how much money they make sorry I'm not a big movie nerd (laughs) but um when they get the best feedback and they make the most money out of that first and second week it's because the characters that they hired for that were meant to be in those roles
2: yeah See, that's, for me personally, that's the biggest difference between a good actor and a great actor, is a good actor has a single part that they are so good at. Like, you hire that guy. You need a creepy serial killer, like, uh, was it Anthony Hopkins who played, um, Odin in Thor? really famous actor no Anthony
1: Hopkins that was uh, Silence of the Lambs yeah he
2: also played Odin in the Thor movies no
3: that was the Thor's like stepbrother or something no it's
2: was no oh it Yeah, yeah the other one is Loki so he has that like controlled, just steely personality that you you feel like you could look at and have no idea what's going behind just this poker face of a human being like you need someone stony and like reserved and mysterious you hire that guy like he is fantastic but if you're like
3: looking... George Clooney, where you look at him and he's like his mysteriousness sort of leads to like a whole story through his eyes, mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Whereas that guy, just no, he's stone cold. Mm-hmm. Can't you can't read through him.
2: But like you would <laughs> never hire him to play like Goofy Dad.
3: No fuck now. that's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that is not. Yeah, that that's is, just is not. Hopkins. No. Oh, it is. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh <laughs> that's no.
3: That's right. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta. Oh! To like sit there and analyze it, and yeah, that's what we just went through.
2: I have this. Curse.
1: That's, that's horrible. How did I not notice? My, my girlfriend
2: hates me for this because I'll be watching a movie oh, or no. listening to a cartoon, and I will know who's on the other end. Oh Sometimes yeah. Sometimes
3: I'm able to do
2: that. I'm I'm like 98. percent Because when
3: I figured out and I made that connection between Meg is mm-hmm. actually the hot chick.
2: Yeah, I mean like from, from, uh, from Seventeen Show.
3: That yeah. Show. I was like. Oh, this just ruined me forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you never think of either of those shows the same ever again. No. Because the girl isn't as hot. Because you look because at, yeah, Meg, exactly. Now and then Meg isn't, isn't as ugly isn't because, because she, yeah. yeah. yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> right. Here's one you might not have that's picked up. That's a mind
3: fuck.
2: Rewatching uh, The Lion King as an adult. That's, oh, that's, that's... Inspector Gadget. Isn't adult Simba. Oh, oh, my God. You just screwed
3: my shit up. Yeah, he's... Oh, I uh, to watch that again.
1: He's the guy from Godzilla. Yeah. Um, he was in Teeth and the Cobbler,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so rewatching that, like I'll just be like, I'll have to stop and be like, wait, I know who this is. Because like you listen and you, you hear that aspect of their voice of like who they are. And it's just like I I'll lose the momentum of being in the movie and just realize like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. You know when they call that? What's that?
3: The fucking nerd syndrome. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna take
2: that as a compliment. <laughs> no, actually we don't need a Minor,
3: we need an E for
2: that. <laughs> There
1: we go. Do you want to do you want to play with this guitar? It's actually plugged in, so I can.
3: Oh, this one needs to be tuned. It does, yeah. That one, that
1: one's all tuned up. Yeah, this one.
3: Yeah, I'll fix it up for you. Don't mind. I yeah, do you're quite have? the guitarist. Not really. Don't put too high of expectations up there.
2: Oh, the worst one, uh, Ron Perlman. I can pick that guy's voice out of anything. You, you, uh, you've seen Hellboy, right? You know the, the big guy who plays Hellboy? He's got like the, the big jaw, and he's got that deep, like gnarly voice. Yeah. First episode of watching uh, A Thousand Ways to Die. Ron Perlman. Can't unhear it. Anytime that he does... Okay. He's I mean, in Sons of Anarchy, right? Yep. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, like, it comes to a point where you you just stop enjoying certain things because you just, you can't unhear what's going on. We were recently watching one of the Netflix cartoons that just came out. I think it was the Dragon Prince. And there's...
0: <gasps> I was watching that, yes. Yeah.
2: So the uh, <laughs> the dark, or the moon elf girl. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So she's doing a Scottish accent, but almost none of the other people in her family are.
3: It fucks with really?
2: my head. Yeah, so she's. It doesn't allow It's, it's not even, even a natural it's, accent? No, she's. So she's doing this Scottish accent and it's perfect for her, but then you get to her family and they're British and, you know, you can't be doing this and you're going to be left behind. And so there's this, like, this discontinuity of, like. <clears throat> her accent is pretty decent for. if that's what they were going for for the entire clan, but it does not fit for the fact that her own family sounds like they come from the place that conquered. Maybe
1: she was in a foreign exchange school. You never know, dude. I don't know.
3: Like, I it sets up a sequel. Mm-hmm. I just don't think... I think you're so close-minded and too um, focused on detail to really be able to let go and experience what's going on mm-hmm. to a certain extent to allow the imagin- imaginary creativity like trying to be expressed through that writer or mm-hmm. whoever's directing it
0: mm-hmm.
3: in, in unison to show you what they're trying to give instead you're like this is not fucking lineup i don't like this I don't, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and it turns into a grading instead of that the visual expressions of art is very similar to the 2d or the 3d mm-hmm. so it's really hard because when when it comes to something that's a moving picture and actors and scenes and clothes and lighting and this and that and camera angles and how close and that is a whole nother perfection of art. Mm-hmm. And to sit there and, yes, we all have our opinion, we all judge on it, but to be the person to have the full depiction idea of the entire symphony and orchestra that's about to curate in front of your very own eyes with cameras on it and with editing, with this and that and sound effects and visuals, blah, 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 that's not like painting a fucking painting. It's no, not like no, singing a song on the guitar. It's not like just putting a play on. Mm-hmm. It's so different, and well, they sit there and curse. put so much money and get people to invest and have these stupid fancy parties, and everybody gets dressed up and drinks. But it's not always—it's not always for just being this closed-minded. Beautiful form of art, though. And some yes, people do
1: suck at making movies. Yeah, some people for do
2: fucking suck. Sure. <laughs> and that's that. why
3: we have that like balance and leverage to be able to judge it.
2: Well, there's the thing is. The reason I call it a curse is because It takes me out of a certain ability To appreciate the amount of work that goes into something I still think that the animation in that Is really incredible And the different art style that they use If you pay attention you can see the frame by frame change As they're going through Which means every single frame of that Is someone else's Hour spent in front of yeah. a computer making it the way that they wanted yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, you're
1: you're right. It, it, it can be closed minded, but you're also right. It is it, it is a curse because mm-hmm. we, we do have the right to judge. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that's um, what gives
3: yeah. us the, the difference. But
1: with people. yeah, and if we, but but if we do turn off that judgment, if we do turn off that part of us that analyzes every aspect of a movie, they become so much more enjoyable. And that's why Sharknado is so popular. Mm-hmm. And that's why watching shitty B movies that. Are honestly terrible movies you're from so an analytical standpoint. I mean, like if for... you're
3: like sitting there, like like for instance, I I waited very long in my life, mm-hmm. and I'm only twenty three. So Kill Bill came out. A long time. <laughs> <laughs> I waited a very long time to watch this Kill Bill movie, and when I watched the first uh, one, I'm like, this is cheesy mm-hmm. and absolutely horribly put together, but very well put together. Mm-hmm. It was like it was a mix of like horrible, cheesy, bad, bad action, and well-put-together ninja scene. It was just like a fucked-up movie. Mm -hmm. It's a a Tarantino classic.
1: It's it's a movie version of a comic book. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it.
3: Well, yes, okay, so I don't have the comic book approach in my mind, Mm because I wasn't a huge comic book reader. But, like, now that you say that, I can see it. Uh But... If you were to see it from, like, an action movie standpoint of thinking that you're about to watch this bitch just murder a whole bunch of people with a sword. Oh, yeah, she cuts I'm their like, throat and just
2: sprays blood sprays like blood. four blocks away.
3: Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I'm like, All ten is, gallons of it? This is... Yeah, thank you! <laughs> <laughs> thank you! So that's what I was saying. I'm like, this is not realistic mm. at all. It takes away from the movie. But if I would have sat there and stood in my unrealistic, like, dirty diaper pants, I wouldn't have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But instead, I sat back, I'm like... This is fucking badass and cool as shit. Mm, I don't care
2: how bad it is. Well, it stays true to its internal logic, though. Okay. Like, there's never a point where, you know, she's able to jump ten feet in the air, pull out her sword, decapitate, like, a hundred ninjas at once, but there's never a point where, like, she goes to jump and she can't make, you know, this five-foot... It it
1: establishes the rules of the universe and holds true to that throughout Mm. the entire
2: series. Doesn't mean it's our rules of the universe, like, God knows. Especially no. the blood. I wish like, I could walk
3: across the goddamn rainbow bridge and mm. slam my hammer and find a beautiful woman too. Mm. But I wish I'm I could, not For I wish I could like,
1: break a <laughs> plank of wood from three inches away and then dig myself out of six, six feet of dirt.
3: And that's what I love about art. because mm. it makes our brains take so many different paths. Alright, uh,
2: so this is... Probably like a great bit into my nerddom, but I've had a... Nerddom? nerddom? yeah. Like there's this whole kingdom in the back of my head that is just associated to the art of the nerd. So I got into an argument with a friend of mine when I was 13 and he was 11 over <laughs> who would win in a fight. <laughs> Iron Man Iron or the Hulk?
3: Fucking Iron Man for sure.
2: No way. No, the Hulk. If you go by... The Hulk's or- indestructible. He gets stronger the longer you fight him. To the point is, where is he hulk, gets more angry so yeah because he just keeps getting a world breaker hulk where literally he is so pissed off that he lands on earth and cracks the continent in the same comic he's lifted a 900 trillion ton mountain and held it up to let people get through like
1: dude he 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 got launched through space mm. and landed on a crashed on a planet and became the ruler of that planet within like a year or something yeah like, like he, there's nothing. Like, his, and, the, and the only reason he became ruler of the planet was because they put on like Gladiator Wars, mm. and he beat everyone that came to him, mm. and then they eventually just started worshiping him, worshiping him as a god. Yeah, he, there's no stopping him. But
2: that's the point: is his abilities and his character, the entire thing that he's made for, is that once you get to a point that you're not human, what are the things that you're struggling with? Anger, fear, self hate. Where he's literally two people who despise each other stuck in the same body. His character's never meant to be defeated. What usually happens is he beats the shit out of somebody, they fight, realize like, oh, I can't win this and run away. Yeah. Or like they get away with something that means like he won the fight but he lost whatever they took from him. Yeah. And then you have Iron Man where his character is supposed to be dealing with things like alcoholism and narcissism and all the the things that make people feel good in a bad way. And it's him at a point where nobody can tell him that he's wrong. <laughs> so the two, in a fight against each other, literally, like, uh, you're, he's a genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. I didn't too.
1: It's gone now. Uh,
2: so, yeah, he's everything that everybody aspires to be, whether they admit it or not. But he's still depressed and he's still an asshole. Yeah, he's still depressed and he still hates himself. Yeah, <laughs> but he's hot. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna argue that. So Even with the triangle beard, oh yeah, for yeah, sure. that, that's what makes him hot. Are you kidding? Because oh. it makes you
3: feel like he can take your oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
2: of
3: oh. oh
2: god. But yeah, so that was my point. In a fight, <laughs> that
3: was The
2: Hulk versus Iron Man. The Hulk would win. So all right. in all right,
3: I'll give you
2: that. So in Age of Ultron, when he punches the Hulk and busts a tooth and then knocks him out, that went away from the internal logic that has been the Hulk in the Marvel movies. The same guy who throws a tank like a softball, who has had buildings fall on him, has been attacked by a monster as equally powerful as he has never been knocked out, never, like, he just keeps getting stronger, suddenly, just, poof, out for the count. Wait, what happened to him? In, uh, in Avengers Age of Ultron, the Scarlet Witch, like, made him yeah. go all, like, depressed and angry. And then he gets into the fight, and then he, uh, he, like, wakes up from the, the spell, doesn't know what's going on, and all of a sudden you just see the, the Hulkbuster armor, like, boof and knocks him out. In the comics, he gets, the Hulkbuster armor gets wrecked by everyone.
1: But in the movie, he got knocked out. Yeah, in
2: the, in the movie, he knocked out the Hulk. And that was, like, that instance of just not sticking with the internal logic.
1: Iron Man Hulk knocked out the Hulk.
2: No, um, Tony Stark did in the, the Hulkbuster suit. But if you go to the comics, like... Isn't that that still technically Iron Man? Yeah, it's Iron Man, because he built the suit. Yeah. But but, yeah, so that's the internal logic thing. That's the point where I was kind of, like, frustrated. He knocked him out? Knocked him out. That's bullshit. Yeah, I lost an eight-year bet at that point. Oh, no. Because they decided... You you didn't refer to the comic books? I refer to the comic books, but that was the official MCU canon... So, uh, hey, I'm not even arguing. I'm totally exp- I'm fully am okay with me. That's right? that's
1: that's really frustrating. I, I, I stopped paying attention to the
2: Marvel movies at some point.
3: What is this contraption? It's it a like vague. Smoking an alien device.
2: No, it's uh, it. Instead of pressing a button, you draw it like a cigarette. Okay. What do you call it? The egg? It's um a soaring drop. So I like it. Like I stopped smoking cigars. Yeah, just entirely I felt like it was just something that was becoming too constant with me and I just started doing this instead and I get like the sensation of smoking oh, you I try it yeah go for it
3: but that's more like smoking a cigar not a cigarette yeah but the tool dra- is like smoking a cigarette yeah he, he was he
2: smoking was the uh, the, the, the
1: cherry cloves oh god
3: cool. no
2: not, ch- oh, god, not cherry what is uh, that not cherry uh bali has.
1: Okay. ok yeah, like vanilla my, my old buddies used to smoke the cherries I
2: can't see. I hate cherry flavored stuff
3: me too. It's like half sun.
2: Exactly. It reminds horrible. me of like being forced to change. Cherry and
3: grape? No way. Thank watermelon, you. orange, lemon. Mm-hmm. All right. Lime, okay. Up. Paul's
1: vitamin C. Wait, watermelon is you know. the worst. Watermelon candy never tastes Fuck like Fuck you. I like
3: watermelon. I don't, I don't care. I don't think
2: it tastes like watermelon. I just like the way that
1: it tastes. I like
3: the way you take taking it. Uh, it doesn't taste like
1: watermelon. It's That's like grape. It right. doesn't taste like grapes. I see, like so, it. See, see, my it's problem so is weird. I love watermelon. It's my favorite fruit in the world. So anything that calls itself watermelon and doesn't live up to the hype... I I immediately hate.
3: Well, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> you should be. Mix <laughs> watermelons. I don't
3: know what to tell you.
1: Mm. Oh man, I
2: don't know. Well, anything lemon flavored, like I would rather eat lemon, lemon flavored candy than an actual lemon. Yeah, that makes, stuff's disgusting.
1: Uh, I'd rather have an actual lemon. I'll eat lemons all day. When I was working at oh, the garlic, God. I had to have fresh breath because I was going out and like talking to the customers and stuff. Mm. Um, I but used I'd to smoked, do that. But I smoked cigarettes twenty four seven. So, I'd have to come back inside and have to go out and talk to customers, so I'd, I'd immediately grab a lemon wedge, because there's always lemon wedges in every drink station, grab a lemon wedge, eat it real quick, and I'd be good to go. Immediately makes your uh, breath lemony fresh. Um,
3: ah! These are loose strings.
2: They are. I like the, uh, the thinner gauge. I know. Yeah. It's Man. a little softer, but it has its qualities. So,
1: I stopped paying attention to Marvel movies... Basically, was
2: was uh, Avengers
1: two: Age of Ultron?
2: Yes, there was the original Avengers, and that was against Loki. Yeah, Avengers two was Age of Ultron, and then three, or three part one was Thanos, which was three awesome. part one. Why not just do three and four? Because it's Infinity War, but it had to be broken into two movies where, like, they have to lose so that they can win. Uh. But. The character development... See, that's
1: why I stopped watching Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: overcomplicated, it's, it's childish, but it's a point where, I me, mean, as an adult, I can sit there and just go back to my ten-year-old mind and be like,
1: oh, superheroes! Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I felt like Iron Man 1 was amazing. I mean, Iron Man 2 was really good. And then at some point, it all just gets old. And it's not novel anymore.
2: I never got old for me. Uh,
1: well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm unique in that sense. Um, yeah, you're just
3: very unique. You're I, so special, Ryan.
1: Thanks. Um, I really liked though the one the one movie I did see, which I was super excited before, super excited for, way before it came out, and was just as hyped to see it, and it totally lived up to the hype. Was uh, Doctor Strange? Yes. Oh, I think uh, Benedict love, Cumberbatch.
2: Yes, It was amazing.
1: <laughs> I, I've been a Benedict Cumberbatch fan.
2: Benedict Cumberbatch or Batch? Batch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Batch. It's not. It's not spelled. It's not pronounced like Bach. No, there was a. Um, there was actually a thing on Tumblr, which was like they were going to call, trying to figure out what to call his fandom, which would be the Cumberbatches or the Cumberbitches.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. So. So cucumber, cucumber, cucumber batch. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. Um, no, I've been a fan of his for a long time. I feel like the only thing, I, the, the farthest back I can remember is. Um, uh, Sherlock Holmes, but I feel like there was something
2: even before that. Uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy would have been one of his original, uh, one of his older ones. Uh, Imitation Game, the World War II one where they first designed the computer. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange, obviously Sherlock is like what everybody knows him for, but he's been in a lot of stuff. He's really talented, but he's he falls into the good actor category where he plays one specific character really well. You're not going to find someone that has that like, cold heart Yeah, that's like, true. As what, as what
1: about Smog the Dragon though? Because he was the voice actor for that.
2: He was, but he was the voice actor. And again, he's playing someone like powerful who you can't really read, and plays this like overarching. You can't understand what I'm really trying to do here. Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you think? Do you think he's? Do you
3: think he's autistic?
1: I don't know. I haven't. He is that good actor character, and he's playing the same character in every role. Not
3: autistic, but has a uh, little personality disorder. No, a small case of uh, um, what is it called? Like Asperger's, or yes. sort of like on the spectrum. Thank you, Asperger's. Wouldn't, wouldn't that
1: still be a personality disorder?
3: It could can be considered as a personality disorder. It's more just being like gifted on the spectrum in a small small case of autism, but... Yeah.
2: It's like you're really focused on one particular thing. Yeah. yeah. But like seeing... Some, it, people have I feel it, like,
3: some people have it very severely, and some people have it in a very mild
2: manner. Well, because what I was thinking of is
1: Sherlock Holmes was literally known for being... Mm-hmm. Like in that show, uh, I don't not not necessarily in the books, but in the show, he was definitely diagnosed with some sort of personality disorder. Yeah, well like narcissism
2: and uh, having a. He was very good at one thing, which is what he tends to play. Um, Khan in Star Trek. Yeah, that was the other one. That
1: too. But that he, too. Like
2: you take away the humanity of Sherlock and his attachment to people, you get Khan. Are we still playing the same Yeah, person?
1: Yeah, whereas in Sherlock, he did actually... He cared about a few people.
2: Very few. Very few. But he like, cared about a few. Literally a couple.
1: Yeah, like literally two or three. Oh, man, that was a good show. I, I really loved that show.
2: Oh, man, that finale. I loved... The thing I loved most about it is a part of my curse is predicting how movies are going to end. Yeah, yeah, and
1: yeah. Literally, yeah. No, I'll be in a movie here, theater here. with
2: my girlfriend, and I have this horrible habit that she hates, where I'll go like... 20 minutes you in. You can't help it. You I'm can't like, help it, but make the predictions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Because anyone can say, oh, I totally saw that coming. Like, oh, yeah, obviously. But you have so, to say it beforehand to yeah. prove it. Like, wait a second. What if he's actually his father and this is all going like, to and then they're like, no, that's crazy. And then, you know, 40 minutes later, they're like, you son of a bitch, you <laughs> <laughs> Stopping. Okay. See, okay. Yeah, see, think, that's
1: why Netflix, Netflix and chill. And Netflix... Netflix and chill doesn't work for, for movie analyticals.
2: I'm, I made an arrangement with a buddy of mine, so now I will send him a text message in the movie predicting what I think is going to happen so he doesn't have to look at it until after we exit, but it proves uh, with a timestamp that uh, I saw it coming before it happened.
1: That's, that's, that's smart. That's mm. real smart.
2: Now, now I'm only the dick who uses this phone in the movie theater. Mm. You know
1: what? Sit at the top Sit at the top floor So it doesn't bother anybody I know
2: I'm, I'm not trying to fight it I've embraced that About myself I'm sorry I'm just joking Hey I don't mind God damn Jameson mm-hmm. Already? Cheers to Jameson
3: Yeah I fucking cleared
2: that <laughs> <laughs> My favorite example Did you ever read The Aragon books? Yes Okay All
1: except for the last one
2: Yeah I'm, I'm halfway Through the last one But you know Again Already got an idea Of how things are going to end Anyway, <laughs> I ruined the series for this same friend, my buddy Jonah, because I like I realized... I'm going through the evidence and stuff about him and Murtaugh, and before the second book came out, I'm like, well, they're brothers, yeah. him and Murtaugh, and he's like, no, no, that doesn't make any sense, and so...
1: The human he met in the first book, near the end, he was like the, the, the jailer that they weren't quite sure of, right? Yeah, the rogue... Dude, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, so I, I definitely ruined that for him, and he's still is pissed off about that <laughs> because that's one of his favorite series. He doesn't read a whole lot of books, but that's like in his niche of things that he enjoys. And so I, like I realized that about myself was like, there's only so many ways that a book or movie series can go that is still like accepted in a, in our mentality of what is acceptable for books and literature and movies. Like yeah, there's, there's so
1: many op There's so many tropes, mm-hmm. and they've all been played out before. Like we talked about with originality. Yeah,
2: for same thing for music. Like it can only end so many ways, and either it ends in such a way that I don't predict, and it's just sad and mean. Yeah, and then you're like, well, what did I just watch that movie for? Um, gosh, what is that movie? Super, with um, the guy
1: from The Office. Yeah, Dwight. Oh. oh. I barely remember it, but I remember thinking that that was an amazing movie.
2: Yeah, by all standards, it's an awful movie.
1: But it's not for me. But it's like it's like one of those '80s. It's one of those '80s campy films where it's yeah. like it's it's corny if you analyze every bit of it. Mm. But if you forget about the bullshit, it's mm. an amazing movie. Yeah,
2: it's a dude trying to be a superhero by beating the shit out of people with a monkey wrench. <laughs> Is that really how it went? Yeah. I, you, you oh man, I
1: did see it, but I yeah. think I was I think I was drunk by the time we ended up getting to watch it. I remember loving it though. So
2: yeah, it's Dwight Schrute, Ellen Page, and Arwen from Lord of the Rings. Oh in my a, god. In a a campy movie about a guy who's like so desperate to be somebody that he wears a red suit calls himself oh gosh what was it something wrench and like at one point he's standing in line for a movie theater and a guy cuts the line he goes back to his car gets into his costume gets his monkey wrench beats the shit out of a guy and then runs away and that's his idea of being a hero but it doesn't end it doesn't have a happy ending his wife leaves him he ends up with a three-legged rabbit and that's it and if you're watching a movie for what something's gonna be a blockbuster that doesn't make the cut.
0: Yeah.
1: But I enjoyed
2: it because I had no idea how things were going to end. They but killed yeah. off Ellen
1: Page. I don't think they were ever trying to be a blockbuster, though. No. That but... was definitely a piece of art. Because that, mm-hmm. like, that, that distinction between art and music works with videos, too. Yeah. It's a movie or it's art. Yeah,
2: it and wasn't think... designed to make you feel good about yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That just That just tripped me out.
2: Because that's basically every movie in every theater Mm -hmm. ever. It's designed to do one of two things. One, to make you feel good about yourself as a person that maybe people do get happy endings. Or two, to make you question yourself as to whether or not you're doing the right thing.
1: And those are the only two things that sell?
2: (laughs) Well, okay. So a movie ends with you asking questions about what's really going on. Um, What's a good example? Law Abiding Citizen. You ever seen it? Gerard Butler... Uh, it, questioning the justice system. So, in the movie, Gerard Butler plays this guy, and all you know about him in the beginning is that his wife and daughter are killed and raped by these two guys during a home invasion. Jesus Christ. So, the two guys get arrested, and the guy who actually raped his wife and daughter gets free, or gets like a two-year sentence by testifying against the guy who just helped him break into the house. Oh, okay. So, a couple wow. of years later... The guy who got arrested on the death... uh, Is uh, getting the lethal injection. Like, something crazy happens. He's, like, shrieking and yelling for what is supposed to be a, uh, a painless procedure. And it starts becoming that everyone involved in the trial, everyone involved in the jury... Like, anybody that had something to do with this guy going free starts dying. And then they arrest him because they realize he's behind it. He's the only person.
1: Gerard Butler?
2: Yeah. So he literally walks out of his house naked, kneeling in front of a SWAT team for them to take him into prison. He kills his cellmate and gets stuck in solitary, and the people are still dying. Like, one dude is in a safe underground with an oxygen mask attached to his face, while the guy who's supposedly doing the killing is in solitary so so they they
1: realized that there were more people involved. They mm-hmm. tracked them down. They found this one guy, and they protected him in the safe with the oxygen mask. No, no,
2: he is killing people systematically if yeah. they obey his rules, like saw style, so he kidnaps a guy
1: or or uh uh, what
2: was that? Uh, death Note. Death Note. Yeah. So, but so they they get the information that they needed. They obeyed his demands, but too late. They made him. They waited before they responded to him, and the guy only had so many hours of oxygen left in the safe. But people are still being shot. People are still getting poisoned. People are still having their cell phones explode next to their faces while he's in solitary confinement. Yeah. And the whole point of the movie is to like question where right is. Is he in the right for killing people that uh, were responsible for his wife's insurance? Gerard Butler definitely did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It ends with, like, he had dug a hole to his soli- to this one specific solitaire cell that had, an e- like, a secret exit in it from some, like, Prohibition era thing. He built a way for himself to escape and purposely killed his cellmate to get into that cell so that he could continue the murder. So he he either knew that he was getting
1: arrested or he planned his own arrest he planned his own arrest oh my god it's a fantastic wow. movie I totally recommend watching it that's that, okay so that's, that's that's purely a psychological thriller
2: but yeah it ends with him dying in his own trap
1: oh well, you just ruined the movie.
2: I did, and I'm sorry. <laughs> this is where my point ends. It doesn't end with a happy ending. It's yeah. not he, yeah. you know, gets revenge and everything's okay. You don't walk away from that movie thinking like, "Oh man, I'm so glad I watched that." You walk away from that with your soul hurting, like, "Oh my god, like that's terrible." Like, what is our justice system doing? And
1: oh, it's doing terrible things, man.
2: It is, but you don't, like people know it's doing terrible things, quote unquote. But, but do they know the depths of it? Yeah. Well, Do they think about it? Do they question it? Well, now,
1: not necessarily in the past. I mean, sometimes in the past, there were a few circumstances that came up. But uh, Joe Rogan actually did a podcast just recently with this guy, nikki Harris, mm. who was on death row for something like 30 years. Mm. Um, and was he was on death row for a crime that he didn't even commit. But he made some mistakes along the way. There were some confusions. uh between his hearing and when he was arrested and long story short he got he got convicted Mm -hmm. um, for for rape and murder of this woman Mm -hmm. who he had never even met Mm -hmm. and he 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 dealt with it knowing that he didn't commit the murder and then like he started bettering himself by reading books he didn't even know how to read by the time he went into prison Mm -hmm. but in prison he learned how to read and he started reading books and then he learned what DNA was because when he when he was arrested there was no such thing as DNA mm-hmm. they they didn't really they didn't really know that there was DNA testing mm-hmm. um so he started trying to figure out how he could clear his name by finding some of the evidence and doing DNA testing on it mm-hmm. um and then all of a sudden his DNA evidence disappeared or was destroyed in the middle of transportation to the testing facility mm-hmm. so there was obviously some sort of um tomfoolery there mm-hmm. uh it was a very powerful podcast. Mm-hmm. Like there was, it was probably like uh, like two hours long. Uh, he he was only like, really talking about his own story in prison for about an hour, mm-hmm. and I was listening to it on the way back um, to the airport while I was in France. Um, I was crying for mm-hmm. like a- almost all of it mm-hmm. because the 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 sh- the shit that he went through and that he had to deal with. Um, is almost unimaginary Mm -hmm. the 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 kind of inhumane ways that that the the, that our justice system treated him in, Mm -hmm. but to see how that see how he took that abuse and that trauma and he transformed it into a diamond rather than a piece of shit was beautiful mm. the fact that he took the worst of circumstances the literal mm. the absolute worst conditions that a human being could possibly experience mm. and he came through as as a good hearted absolute uh, honorable honest good hearted human being mm. that was the most inspiring thing I've ever seen in my life
2: alright so that is actually a great example of of what media is today In that same story, it could go one of two ways. Either it ends with him getting exonerated and the person that he became is better than the person he would have been if he'd never been arrested, that feel-good ending. Or, the movie could have ended with him finding out that he has a chance at redemption, that he can prove that he wasn't the person that they think he is. But not getting it. Yeah, but the evidence being destroyed. Yeah. Either... We, when we pay money to see a movie, we want to either walk away feeling like I'm a good person and this is what good people do and relating to the people in those situations or leaving the theater thinking like, what am, what could I be doing? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Questioning yourself. Gattaca. Did you ever see that movie? Oh 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 oh! The with, one. The, with the DNA and your your um, yeah 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 treated they, they, differently uh, yeah, uh, the design,
1: Designer babies, right? Yeah. So every every all the all the new babies are 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 getting their DNA edited so that they're the most optimal form of that human being that they could possibly be. Exactly. But this one guy who got fake fake blood samples and fake uh, thumbprints mm-hmm. so that he could fool his way into being an optimal human being when he really wasn't.
2: Yeah. So. That was a really good balance between the two because he got the dream that he wanted by sticking to his dream, by sticking to everything that he said he was going to do, by working himself to the bone. Like, damn, dude, this guy faked his entire life to be what he said he was going to be. But also having the, like, bittersweet knowledge that he's not going to live to the extent that people think he's going to.
1: Like... But wasn't he? I mean, he was performing. I mean, he got the job because he was an advanced human being, and he was performing the job to the fullest extent, wasn't he? But during the movie,
2: he was faking, or he, like, they were testing his heart rate, because in the movie, he has a heart condition, which is what would have excluded him from the job. And he actually had to have his counterpart, the guy in the wheelchair, who was actually, like, genetically perfect, to do stress tests, and he used his heartbeat to, uh, as his own to prove to people that he didn't have the heart condition that he had during the actual testing he took the the cuff off prematurely because he was starting to have an arrhythmia oh wow and it ends with him going to space but it doesn't end with him coming back
1: interesting yeah I remember watching the movie but I don't remember how it ends
2: it ends with I mean I'm I'm just a movie spoiler. Like, I'm yeah. the guy go, go right in this movie. Go
1: I mean, dude, all these movies are already out. Everything that we've talked about has been out for over a year, yeah. so there's no point in worrying about spoilers.
2: So the guy with the perfect genetics, uh, once he gets to space, once he accomplishes the goal that he has made his entire life out to being, the guy gives, gives him enough blood samples, urine samples, hair samples, everything that he's going to need to live out the rest of his life, and then kills himself. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: that's so... Oh, Jesus Christ.
2: So with a note that's basically saying, like... You earned the right to be who they think I should have been.
1: So he's so he killed himself, knowing that he's going to be living on vicariously through this guy. Exactly. Everything wow. that
2: people said he was going to be, he knows this guy is going to live out
1: this sub. This technically sub subhuman. Human. Yeah.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So that was like the perfect balance of like happy ending. Like he did what he said he was going to do, but you know he's not going to be the person that he's claiming to be he is going to die prematurely he has a heart condition they've proved that his heart is going to give out but he <sighs> got what he was going for
1: how did I not finish that movie it's
2: it's a, it's a, it's a weird <laughs> movie. I
1: probably fell asleep I probably fell asleep honestly because I, I, I don't I don't ever get up and walk away in the middle of a movie yeah I, I I fall asleep, but that's the only thing that happens, I fall asleep. Oh, yeah. like, oh, no. If I
2: paid $10 to go watch a movie, I'm just, I took a $10 nap. Like, I'm not walking out. Are you yeah. kidding me?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like hey, those are some comfy-ass chairs. I'll
1: just... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, most of them are, like, better than airport chairs, it's, man. Oh, you can what's press worse a button an and lean chair? all the way back. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Some of them you can even lift up the armrest and cuddle with the person next to you. That's mm-hmm. amazing.
2: Ooh. Okay. Another great example, uh, did you see The Wolverine? The the newest one where it's all depressing. Oh, where it's like old? Yeah, old, it, the old man Logan.
1: Yeah. yeah, old Wolverine, old uh, Dr.
2: X, is that was the name? Um, Professor X. Professor X, yeah. yeah. So it, every X-Men movie before that has always been superheroes, like that m- imagined power that we wish that we had. And you see them go through struggles. There's the basic plot of trying to save somebody, but it always ends with them getting what they wanted, feeling like they've grown as a person, and succeeding in the end. Yeah. Whereas Old <laughs> Logan is this, like, it's the end. It's watching somebody, like, succeed but die doing it. Like, watching the end where you're really questioning what it was all for. Yeah. And, like, that's what we want when we go to a movie. We want to experience something that we're afraid to go out and do as a person. Because this is our one chance. We don't get, you know, quick saves. We don't get a second chance. We don't get to <laughs> redo anything. So we're too afraid to try things for the first time. Yeah, this isn't Legend of Zelda. So, but yeah, so to go to a movie where you you end the movie thinking, well, that like, that was just awful. They didn't succeed, and I'm not questioning anything. There, there's, there's only so many movies that fit within the spectrum of, I enjoyed that, and I related to it, or I understand what happened, and I need to change something. So if you take the context of the story and you watch it understanding which end of the spectrum that you're landing in, you can usually predict how it's going to end. And I am thrilled and just, like, overjoyed when I finish a movie and I had no idea what was coming. Yeah. Yeah, 100%.
1: All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and end things right there. Sorry for the quick and sudden cutout. There was actually, I believe like another 30 or 45 minutes to this podcast, but unfortunately one of my microphones cut out. So all I had was the backup Um and the backup quality was a lot. I'm sorry, the backup is what cut out and the backup quality was a lot better than the actual quality because I had the instruments plugged into the sound box, the audio interface box for uh, too long without turning off. Like I said, there's stuff <laughs> that you learn along the way. And one of the things that you learn is don't leave the guitar plugged in and on full volume while you're trying to record voices because then there's just going to be all buzzing and high-pitched noises the whole time, which is not fun for anyone to hear. Uh, Anyway, if you guys made it to this point two hours in, oh, my God, you have no life. (laughs) Well, What does that say about me, the person who recorded it? Uh no, thank you so much guys uh I hope you enjoyed listening to it uh i i I'll have a few more podcasts coming out by the end of the week and always more to come so thank you for listening and I'll see you all next time
0: bye bye y'all bye bye now bye bye bye- bye.